Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Bird Brains, along with my podcast partner, Mark Eckel, formerly of NJ.com and the Trenton Times. I'm ex-Eagles, Giants, and Stars tight end, Ken Dunnick, and we're going to talk Eagles football. We don't have a game to talk about last week, so we're going to talk about the upcoming contest against the New England Patriots and then the rest of the season, how the schedule shakes out and what the Eagles are going to need to do to get into the playoffs. But before we begin, let me mention our sponsor, Jersey Man and Philly Man is more than just an upscale men's magazine. Our Legacy Club Business Network has over 300 members and is a vital tool for local networking. If you would like more information on how Jersey Man and Philly Man can help you and your business, please call 856-912-4007 or email ken at jerseymanmagazine.com for more information. Okay, Mark, we had a week off. Uh, you and I had a nice rest. Everybody's seems to be getting healthy as far as the Eagles concerned, and they've got a big test this week. The defending Super Bowl champions, New England Patriots, are coming into town. Yeah, the next two, I don't want to look, I mean, on weekend, coaches have to take them one game at a time, but we could look ahead. The next two weeks are going to be very difficult. Um, New England, like you said, and New England, just from reading the the clips, you know, the interviews with both Belichick and Tom Brady, uh, they haven't forgotten the last time the Eagles played. They played <laughs> well, the Eagles. Um, listen, every time they lose, it, it leaves a mark, right? Especially in yeah, the Super Bowl, they don't, they don't lose that many. So they're going to be, they're ready for the Eagles. Um, or they're, they, they should, you know, they're going to be ready. They're going to be, um, I mean, not that a regular season game in the middle of the season isn't quite the same Super Bowl 52, but uh, the Patriots haven't forgotten that game. And the Eagles are going to have their hands full. Let's just be honest. The Patriots are they're still a very good team. Brady's still a very good quarterback. Uh, the Patriots' defense is probably better than it's been the last few years. Yeah, amazing. Um, how, how is that happening? I mean, you know, you look, you look at the Patriots' roster, and I did a little breakdown of their depth chart. By the way, do you know who the Patriots' backup quarterback is? I do know this. Um it's somebody that we know, right? It's, you should um, know it. It's Cody Kessler. Yeah, the guy that the Eagles had, right? Who's yeah. can't play. And then, and then Jared, Jared Stidham, who I've never heard of, is the third-string quarterback. And you know the old adage against Brady, if you rattle him, if you are able to get to him, get to his feet, cause a little disruption, maybe knock him out of the game for a play or two, you know, that, that, that's the way to get to Tom Brady is make him uncomfortable in the pocket, and I think that's why it's so important for the Eagles' defensive line, who's played better in recent weeks, to really pin their ears back and get some heat on Brady. Yeah, I mean, that's an, yeah, you're right, and that's that's the key to almost every, every game. But, yeah, the Eagles' defensive line, when the Eagles are winning and when they're playing well, it starts up front it, uh, with their defensive line. Getting, and it makes the secondary better, obviously, because, you know, when any quarterback under duress isn't going to have, you know, isn't going to have time to pick apart a secondary. If I don't care how good a secondary is, if a quarterback is back there for five, six seconds, you know, scanning the field and checking his, you know, first, second, third pro- progressions, he's going to find an open receiver. I don't care. You know, you can't cover forever. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, the Belichick-Brady combination is really going to go down in history. As, as I watch the Patriots, you know, I, I, I admire them from a distance. Of course, I bleed Eagle Green, but you have to admire the sustained success that this franchise had been able to accomplish over a period of many years. And, 
when you think about a league that's built on parity, they're drafting near the end of the, uh, the first round, second round, year after year. Um, and if you break down their roster, you don't see a lot of star players. I was looking at their depth, depth chart earlier uh, today in preparation for this show. And other than Julian Edelman, there's really not a recognizable name. Now, they got Sanu from Atlanta, and that's another thing we've talked about in the past, how these teams keep giving the Patriots these good players year after year. Uh, Sony Michelle is the running back backed up by James White. But other than that, I don't recognize anybody on this roster, offensively or defensively. Well, that's what makes Brady so great is that he's never – I mean, he's had a, he's had a guy here and there through the years um, – but he's, you know, and this I think this is the ultimate compliment for any for any player in any sport is that he makes average players into stars. I mean, he 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 makes his receivers better than they really are, and and he's done it for years and years and years. And if and if you notice, um, not just all their defensive players too, players will leave the Patriots, and you know they'll be a free agent, and some team will offer them you know crazy money because they they saw him play for the Patriots. And those players never ever play as well on the team that they that they sign with. Well, wait a minute. Perfect example, Patrick Chung. There you go. That's, I mean, he's seriously, right? Expert. I mean, he yep. was so bad in the Eagles' defensive secondary, they got rid of him. He goes right back to New England, and he shines in that system. I'm not sure yeah. how that happens. Yeah, he's the exact poster child for for what I was just talking about. And yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't. I mean, like you said, I. I'm not a Patriot hater by any means. I admire greatness. And what they've done, when, when we look back in, you know, 10 years or so and when it's all over and, we, and, and you look back, we're going to be amazed at when we look at what they, what they accomplished. I mean, the Super Bowls, they, you know, just the playoff appearances, the, the consecutive years of 10 or more wins, that just doesn't happen. It just doesn't. I mean, teams have ups and downs through the course of this. Look at the, the Rams went to the Super Bowl last year, right? They're not going to make the playoffs this year. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk a little about long-term uh, a playoff situation. But, um, you know, I really do believe that they should rename the Lombardi Trophy, the Belichick Trophy, when it's all said and done. They won't do it because, no, you know, I, the, 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 the Lombardi guy. I, I, I am, too. I am too. <laughs> if you just look at success, you, you really you can't even compare the, the success that Belichick oh. has had. Maybe make the MVP trophy the Belichick trophy. That's a good idea right there. Hey, let's talk about uh, the Eagles. Now, uh, Brandon Brooks, uh, $50-plus million extension, uh, who becomes the highest-paid guard in the NFL, coming off of an Achilles tear in January. i got to tell you something. I've had this injury. I did mine 30 years ago in a pickup men's basketball game. My leg still hurts. I can't imagine – a, coming back from that injury that quickly, and B, playing at the success level that he's playing at so far this year has been amazing. You're right. That's the word, amazing. I, didn't, I mean, if you remember, we talked when we when we first started the podcast back when, in, in preseason. We weren't we sure were he was going to play this year. Right. We were thinking, when's he going to be back? He probably won't start the season. They're going to have to, you know, who's going to start at guard? They're, they're a little short there. You know, they're going to move – could they move this guy, that guy? We're talking about Big V was taking reps at guard because of that. Um, you know, and then here he is. He plays opening day and hasn't missed a snap since. I mean, and like you said, not only playing, playing at a at an extremely high level. I mean, you you could – I mean, he's, he's the highest paid guard in the league, and you could make the case that he deserves it because he's, he might be the best guard in the league right now. Yeah. 
it's uh, it's kind of incredible to watch that. And the offensive line has played better the last couple of weeks after getting embarrassed in Dallas. Let's talk about Jordan Matthews. He's back. Um, he fills a need at receiver since Deshaun Jackson's going to be on the shelf for a while. He's not the speed guy that we're looking for, but he is an experienced receiver that knows the system, so there's not a big learning curve here. Oh, no, he's the perfect guy to come in because, he, like you said, he knows the system. He knows Carson Wentz. They're very good friends. Wentz likes him. He likes Wentz, which people think that's not important. It is important because Wentz needed an ally. I mean, it seems like, you know, true or not or unnamed or not, there were people on the team that were, you know, didn't seem to be crazy about Carson Wentz or were not, you know, not big fans anyway. Well, Jordan Matthews, is, he's, he's a big Carson Wentz fan. So now Carson has a guy that he's comfortable with. Um, and then, like you said, you know, people always want to make trades and they want to bring a guy in. What, like, and, and you could speak to this more than I could. Well, wide receiver is probably one of the harder positions to come into a system that you don't know and make an impact right away. I mean, Well, it depends on the system, Mark. And I'll tell right. you, when I played for Dick Vermeil. He had a numerical system, so if he would call the formation and your route was designated by a number. So in his system, being a receiver was relatively simple. When you go to a system that has a name system and they call the routes by names and the plays by names, that's where more memory comes in and you have to adjust those plays according to the defenses. And that's where it gets a little bit trickier for a wide receiver. Uh, so, um, that, But that's a big difference. Yeah, I mean, and here, you know, and Jordan Matthews, he, we, we're talking about, about the Patriots, you know, guys leaving there. Well, Jordan Matthews is an example of, of an Eagle who, you know, he he put up some pretty good numbers with the Eagles in, in his time here. And he's gone other places and just hasn't had that same success. It was Buffalo. Um, he was in New England for a, a day or two, I think, uh, and then San Francisco. And, you know, you wonder, like, why didn't he make it there? Like, it's like the Bills' wide receivers are not the strength of the team. You would think he would have been a good addition, and, he, you know, he would have been one of their top guys, and it just didn't work out there. Now he did have some, some injuries. Same with San Fran. I mean, as good a team as they are, and they're, you know, in first place, the best, best record in the NFC right now, one loss, their receivers are not the strength of the team. Uh, you would think he would have made an impact there, but, but yeah. no, he got cut. So, yeah. But with you the would... Eagles, he's done well. Now you would think a team would always have a spot open for a competent wide receiver, and certainly Jordan Matthews is is competent. He may not be a game breaker, but you would think he would have fit well on some other roster. Hey, as I look at the injury report, it's kind of interesting. Number one, it's very unusual for two teams coming off the bye week to play each other, and that's exactly what's happening here with the Eagles and Patriots this week. The injury report, there's only one guy on the Eagles injury report, and that's Craven LeBlanc, who they expect back soon, the, the uh, defensive back that got hurt in the Green Bay game. There's nobody listed on the Patriots injury report, so they're coming into this game rested and healthy just like the Eagles are. And you know what you said about that? I think, I think this, again, I've always said I – I wish I had the job of, of making the NFL schedule. I would do a much better job than the people that actually make it. I don't know how they think, think of it sometimes. But this is a good thing. I would always do that. I think it's fair if to have two teams coming off a of bye play each other. That this way, neither one has an advantage. I mean, so, so many times you, you have a team coming off a of bye playing a team that's been on the road two straight weeks or something you know crazy, and it's obviously an advantage. Here, neither team has the advantage. They both had 
two weeks to prepare. They're both rested. They're both healthy. Should be a great game. Yeah, I agree. All right, as we look at the rest of the season now, the playoff picture to me looks like this. I don't think the Eagles or the Cowboys are going to be able to make it out of the East as a wild card. The reason being is Minnesota and Green Bay have a game or two lead on both of uh, those teams out of the North and Seattle and San Francisco, the same situation in the West. So the playoff, the wild card playoff team is probably going to come out of the North and the West, which means that the winner of the NFC East will be the only representative uh, out of the, uh, out of that division to make the playoffs. If you look at the Eagles schedule, I said going into this six game stretch, if the Eagles came out three and three, they'd be doing a pretty good job. Now they're two and two, and they've got New England at Seattle at home. Uh, their subsequent games, which are much easier than Dallas. And when I go over Dallas's schedule, you're going to shake your head. I mean, Dallas is going to be lucky to get out of this thing alive. But Eagles are at Miami, home against the Giants, at the Redskins, home against Dallas, at the New York Giants. So that's a pretty favorable schedule. But you're on record as saying you think the Eagles are going to lose the next two games and then possibly run the table and then perhaps win the NFC East. I didn't say possibly. Not possibly. I, gonna, I like I it. said they're going to lose the next two games, and there's going to be a state of panic. You know, you're going to have cops on the Walt Whitman Bridge, you know, because <laughs> they're going to be jumper, all that. And there's no reason to. They're going to lose the next two simply because, in my in my opinion, those two teams are better than the Eagles. I mean, New England is New England. And Seattle always. Um, Pete Carroll's never lost to the Eagles. Why, why start now? Hmm. Um so they're going to be five and six, and like I said, there'll be people ready to jump. But guess what? They're going to win those last five games, get to ten and six, and win the East. All right, let's look at the Dallas schedule. At Detroit, at New England, home against Buffalo, at Chicago, home against the Rams, at Philadelphia, home against Washington. They could possibly lose five or six of those games. No, I don't think they'll do that. I mean, they're not no. That, I said, I said, possibly. Yeah, possibly. It's a, tough, right. it's a tough schedule. They get a break this week with the Lions. Stafford still isn't healthy, so they'll probably win that. Lions um, are better though. Don't. It would not, it would not shock me if the Lions. No, the Lions game. aren't bad. The Lions yeah. beat the Eagles. I mean, it's not, yeah. it's not an automatic one. But I think the Cowboys will win that. I think the, the, the Redskins will certainly beat the last game. I think they'll beat the Bills at home. That's Thanksgiving Day. Cowboys usually play pretty well on Thanksgiving, so I'm going to give them at least those three. Mm-hmm. And who else are they? The Rams. At, who knows with the Rams? Who knows at Chicago, they're right. The Rams are a funny team. And then they're at Philadelphia. I mean, they lost to Pittsburgh last week. Who thought that Home was going Hey, Mark, we're out of time. It always goes quickly. We'll look forward to being with everybody next week as we recap, hopefully, an Eagles win against the Patriots. That's it for the Bird Brains. Take care, everybody.